Welcome to episode 114 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. It's February, so welcome to the inaugural Old Blokes Read Manga series of episodes. All throughout this month, uh, myself and a co-host will be reading some manga, possibly people who don't normally read that much of it and trying to understand what we're reading. And uh, we've done a bit of research, so uh, hang on to your hats. And so let's see how this goes. It's bound to be full of really badly pronounced words, by the way. So just uh, bear bear with us. This week, to help me kick off um, this examination of the world's biggest selling comics, is a comics fan, a comic scholar, and creator of the busiest blog in comics. That's no lie. Um, Boys Adventures Comics own Richard Chief. How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm very well, Tony. How are you? You all right? Oh, living the dream, my friend. Oh, yeah, as I like to good. say often these days. Yeah, yeah. We will. We will be getting to. Uh, you're still blogging one a day. You're still going. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Still, still, still one a day. We, yeah, we, we can bore the listeners at the end with uh, you know what, what, what's coming up on the blog. But yeah, yeah. My OCD is still, still, still firmly in control of my life. So. And you have started regularly posting cat wiki offerings, which have like today. I was like, yeah. oh, how much? Yeah, yeah. They're so nice, aren't they? It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just, oh, look at, I was like, Angus, Mc, I think it was an Angus McKee page. Right. Like from, like, sort of, sort of semi, like in the 70s, you know, when they had like, Look and Learn magazine. They had other magazines that were a bit like it, like Once Upon a Time and Treasure. Ah. And some of the art in there, you know, it's just, it just, it's so, it's like, well, certainly the Angus McKee stuff, it's just, it's luminescent, you know, it's oh. so bright, it's so beautiful. It's oh, it's inc- still incredibly holds its colour, yeah. doesn't it? It's like the Trident yeah. Empire pages. It's still that bright, yeah. beautifully painted stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, even the Andy Cat pages, you think, ah, oh, a bit of history there, isn't there? You know? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that, and we'll also be talking yeah. about Adam the Gardener, which I'm quite obsessed with now, <laughs> <laughs> after we get to this. Um, good stuff, man. Um, so thanks for joining me on this um, exploration, Rich. Um, you've um, so we couldn't we were going to do a Batman book, but I couldn't get hold of it. So I said to you, we're going to do this. We're doing this um, manga project. You fancy picking something out, and you picked out um, the first volume of a series. Did you want to say what it was? Uh, yeah. So so I have picked out Crying Freeman, uh, which is a story by uh, Kazuo Koiki yeah. and art by Roichi Ikigama. Very good. Excellent. Well done for getting us off, off, off and running with the... Uh... <laughs> it's downhill from here on in, yeah. 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 Uh, now... Who are, who, are, who are big names, actually, in the world of manga. I, I massive, thought that, yeah. That, that those are words, I don't really know. But then you sort of read the, sort of the bit of blurb about when you go, oh, bloody hell, oh, okay, Christ. right. Yeah. Big, big guns, yeah. big dogs, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Now, um, uh, there are... There, I'm going to say this is probably the most reprinted series that I've seen so far in manga into english language it's um there's been numerous versions of it in in different formats some have been color and some have been black and white so we um dark horse have published it in a number of different formats viz media have published it in a number of different formats and part of it has appeared in pulp magazine as well the the manga monthly or weekly i'm not sure what it was over here as well i've got the um manga books version um just trying to see when it's from but I think this may be the first version that came out. What what have you got, dude? Uh, yeah, mine is yeah published by Manga Books. It sort of looks like sort of classic paperback size, sort of brown sort of hue to it. Uh, yes. 
gentleman and a lovely lady on the front cover. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> in a state of undress, but there'll be more of that. Yeah. <laughs> but she's still got her glasses on, Tony. She's keeping yes. it classy. Yes. She's keeping it classy. Yeah, there's there's something of the uh, takes her glasses or shakes her hair out, but she does seem to wear them <laughs> quite a lot. And um, this came out. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, when manga really hit the UK, didn't it? We really got a big wave yeah. of it as part of the sort of VHS invasion um, when VHS was available to buy um, at a reasonable price. You know, sort of eight ninety nine or something for home use and home home you know owning. And the other books that the other books that came out around the same time also were the movies. So we got Akira, Dominion Tank Police, yeah. um, Urotsu OG, Legend of the Overfiend, Fist of the North Star, Pat Labor, and The Giver. So that's the the little thrust I always see is that sort of section of books that came out. I'm just laughing at the. Uh, have you looked at the page of contents on this chapter one? Mr. Yo, part one. <laughs> chapter yep. two, Mr. Yo, part two. All the way through to chapter 10, Mr. Yo, part 10. Not very imaginative chapter <laughs> things. On that. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I remember that sort of, I guess, you know, post-Akira yeah. 90s boom, uh, like I say, coupled with, you know, the invention of cheap VHS cassettes. I think they, and there was, it was, it was like Manga Mania magazine. I think. That's with, right. I've got a few of those. They were not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which were big sort of, I mean, black and white, you know, yeah. but they're pretty sort of chunky magazines. You know, they're not sort of, they're not perfect bound, but there's like a hundred pages or that, you know, of yeah. reprinted manga story. And that, you know, and that, that ran for quite a long time yeah. in, in the 90s. And, you know, and along with these, these volumes, you know, I guess for a lot of people over here would have been their, you know, early introduction to, to manga. I mean, certainly I remember going into Gosh and seeing the sort of like, the sort of, classic sort of paperbacks on the shelves yeah. of right here is a book so like you've said this is there are 10 chapters in a book um yeah. so you know you know there's, there is there is a lot out there and thinking wow there are a lot of and always you know they were long series like this is volume one volume two this is volume 78 volume 79 <laughs> yeah. and sort of yeah. and being quite intimidating going oh you know i've that terrible collector mindset if i read yes. volume one i'll have to own all 79 volumes <laughs> uh you know which, which is ludicrous obviously yeah, um, but but equally, you know, you couldn't go to the library and get all seventy nine volumes of you know, uh, uh, Pat Labor or Sanctuary or, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so if you wanted to read it, you you know you had to buy it. You know, there yeah. wasn't there wasn't there wasn't any other way um, that you could get around it. So it was always like, you know, are you are you going to start? You know, uh, with all this. I mean, I suppose it's no different from somebody saying, I really like Batman. What shall I read? And if you go to Gosh and go, oh my god. There are a lot of Batman trade paperbacks here. Where the hell do I start? You know, it's not, it's yeah, not that much. Except the difference with Batman is if you want to read all the Batman, you also have to read the Justice League and the crossover <laughs> with, um, you know, this fucking company. But with this, you could actually just choose Crime Freeman and just start at one, couldn't you, and just carry on through. You're, um, you're right. There is yeah. definitely a sort of a, a purity and a, yeah, you know, yeah. There aren't, they're not crossing over either. I guess they. I found that quite, uh, quite attractive as being like an, like a completely sort of newbie to, to manga to find that one series that I like the art of and it tended to be yeah. the same artist didn't it um, th this yeah. is a weird one because um, the artist on this is was kind of more commonly a collaborator than a, a writer a writer artist but let's start at the beginning then Rich what was yeah. your first exposure to manga can you remember um, probably buying like I think I've it's probably still in the loft somewhere. I've got like an Akira double VHS cassette. Ah, that I yeah. Probably yeah, I bought that. when I was at 
university yeah. uh, in Swansea, sort of back in the mid '90s, there was a comic shop in in there that I that I used to go into, and you know, and I was aware that there was this thing called Akira, but I didn't really, you know, and I knew the world, and then, uh, you know, I think that at that stage they were they'd published sort of individual issues, right? But okay, no, they had got quite into those sort of. Phone books, yeah. Phone uh, book size collection. It was like the old Dark Knight Returns format for me. This prestige yeah. format is where I got, I started reading it. But you, right. you pro- so what you're saying is you started with anime and then moved into manga. Is that right? Do you think? Uh, yeah, but the only, but the only, the only one you've uh, ever watched, pretty much. You're saying the only one I've yeah. ever watched is, is Akira. You know, and that was yeah. thirty years ago, and then. You know, I knew Manga Mania was out there as a magazine, and you know, I could see these these books were out there. You know, they were very popular, and there were adverts. You know, like you say, for those cheap video cassettes. You know, in in Comics International, in Comics World magazine. But yes. I want, but I want, I wasn't buying them. You know, as you know, my my casual racism uh, towards <laughs> <laughs> non-British yeah. comics means yeah. that you know. Yeah. Coupled with a terrible OCD and desire to buy things, means that I have to hunker down and just go. No, 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 look, I've got my blinkers on. You know, yeah. I can't be distracted by thinking maybe I should get into buying all seventy-nine volumes of, uh, you know, yeah, uh, you know, whatever that series is. Um, and yeah, I, I certainly, you know, I get those emails. You know, you know even today from Forbidden Planet, uh, you know, yeah. about all sorts of stuff. And definitely, you know, the, the manga ones are the ones that you. That some of the the covers on them, you think, whoo, okay, all right, that's on, <laughs> yeah. that's on the cover, is it? Wow, if that's what's on the cover, yes, then, no, we'll be wow, getting on. Imagine to what's that. inside. Yeah, yeah, so, we're definitely you know. getting onto that with this one because um, yeah. I can't remember who said it. I saw it in a quote recently where someone said, um, "No one has managed to write sex properly yet." You know, <laughs> nobody ever has managed to make it write it in a convincing way, and we'll get to that probably in a second. Yes. Um, with me, I think it's Akira as well, man. I think I think yeah. um, I remember being. I'm gonna say, in the depths of time, I think it was a UCAC, and they right. were handing out flyers to Akira, which was showing. Um, but pre prior to that, I suppose you're probably maybe a bit young for that. But I remember um, Battle of the Planets and Ulysses Third. Oh uh, yeah, sure, yes, and, so old science ninja gacha man. That's and, it. Uh, yeah. Uh, as it used to be, but yeah, oh yeah, Battle of the Planets, gone. yeah, 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 I love that. And so I remember thinking, yeah. what the so fuck is this? Yeah, coffee. yeah, I think that's maybe where it was. And then yeah. I went to one of the UCACs, and there was somewhere that was set. I think there was two videos that had come out for some series or other, and right. they were trying to sort of canvas to get manga in. And there was this. I remember there being a sort of small talk on manga at UCAC. Right. Um, I can't remember who gave it. I remember it being sort of like thinking, wow, there's all these comics out there that we just don't see. Um, yeah. and then I think it was Akira was the first thing I bought but I'm yeah. going to say back then um, I think the manga that mostly reached the UK was more adult um, we didn't we didn't really get the the kiddie manga back then, when I say adult I mean more sort of yeah. violent, more sexual um, yeah, yeah, definitely those, all those videos are advertised in those magazines, you know, they weren't like you know, definitely, you know, 15s, 18s, you know, and they were like, yeah. oh, you know, the, you know the, these are pretty, you know, these are pretty full on, these are pretty gory, um, yeah. you know, sort of things that, you know, you wouldn't see in a British cinema, you know, yes. you know, this is, you know, this is a very distinct thing. Um, uh, and it's very different from what you would have seen before, you know. Yeah. British. I mean, my, my volume two has got a not suitable for anyone under 18 sticker on it. Um, is it? Crime okay. Freeman. Yeah. 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 Not weirdly on the first one. It looks like I bought them at yeah. the same time. 
Um, so, what? Why Crying Freeman as a as a book to start with? Um, so I chose it, I suppose, uh, because it was one of those nineties books that I, you know that I recognised yeah. as a. Oh yeah, I saw a lot of adverts for that at the time. Yeah, um, and you know that's partly, I guess, you know, because it's uh, it's a movie. You know, there's an animated version um, as well, which is uh, eighteen. It says here in the back of this book. Um, so I'd seen, yeah, ad, ad, adverts for it, for it as a movie. I'd seen, I'd seen adverts for it as a book. And like I say, it, it's been, even now, in, in reprinted by lots of people yeah. lots of times. Um, so, yeah, so it was just one of those sort of, actually, I remember that one. So, you know, uh, so I, I picked it out yeah. for that reason as a, well, I remember it. So, you know, I wonder what, you know, what all, what it was about, you know, what I was missing out on at the time with this yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. And for me, for me, it was almost like Patient Zero for me as well. It was it was the book that I sort of started with and hoped everything was as good as this, you know. Yeah. Um, and I really was I, I I really enjoyed the art in it. Um, so p- for people who are wondering, and I'm going to ask you just to sort of summarise in a second, but there is also a manga. So there's also an anime um, from this manga that follows it extreme, the first, especially the first episode i think they're like 45 minute episodes or something which really follows it so closely to the point where you almost get um images from the manga transposed into the anime which is quite interesting um there's been at least two movies made mark one with mark dacoscus um which is okay and another one which i haven't yeah. seen i think was made by i'm gonna say japanese company um the dragon something or other but i own it actually weirdly on dvd but i've never watched it yet um but yeah so let's talk a little bit about what it's about then dude have you got don't don't doesn't need to be lengthy because it's not the deepest of comics is it but what's it what would you say it's about what happens uh so as as you know part chapter one is about mr yo part one chapter two mr yo part two etc etc so it's all about mr yo uh so uh mr yo uh is a is an assassin um and he's uh trained uh up in the ways of an assassin um by a powerful uh crime syndicate called the 108 dragons yeah. um so he's all he's like in a sort of i don't know what you call it, like a hypnotic sort of trance state so when he's activated he's got like then, trigger you know, words isn't he yeah yeah uh, um but he's sort of because you know his humanity comes through because once he kills somebody he's sort of you know the, the act is finished and it's sort of a Oh, you know, he sort of he's released from his hypnotic state, so he, he yeah. cries. Uh, so you know, he he wants to be a, a free man, uh, and, and he cries. You know, when he kills these people, because deep down his humanity knows that this is the wrong thing to do. But but he's he's trapped working for these uh, this sort of I suppose like a triad gang. I suppose yeah. the hundred eight dragons and his other sort of USP is that you know nobody knows what he looks like because he never leaves any witnesses or or if he does leave a witness then he comes back and he he uh, you know he knocks you on the head yeah. uh, later on. I think so, I think yeah. later on in one of the further the later volumes someone actually says you can't describe what he looks like because he's too good looking. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all yep. been there time. We've all experienced <laughs> that my friend. Yeah. That's yeah. why there's no photos of you on the internet. As That's we know. exactly right. Yeah. Too good looking, obviously. <laughs> or the opposite. Um uh, yeah, so what so what it opens on an assassination, doesn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean it's the I mean I, I found the art I mean the um you know in, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to the art, but yeah, so yeah. he's um 
it's so like I said on the on the front cover there's there's this picture um, of, of the two of them so there's this one you know possibly good looking guy with you know with, with this big knife in between his teeth and this enormous sort of dragon tattoo uh, on his front um, and ne- ne- next to this lovely lady who's sort of you know her hair uh, tossing, is uh, very Bond like just in the way yeah covering just tossing her hair yeah. around in the wind and you know not wearing very much apart from her glasses um, and she's you know she's a uh, I think she she's sort of she's out sort of painting sort of casually i think isn't she yeah. in the you know just painting a, a view of hong kong but she gets caught up in a killing by by this uh, by mr yo um and you know that's you know where she sees him uh yeah. and and you know his obviously his his usb is that he doesn't want people to know what he looks like but she sort of uh you know she sees you know she sees him crying um and you know she's a you know they want to she survives sort of the, that that initial meeting, um, yeah. But you know, but he obviously doesn't want her to survive very much. Or his, long. his, yeah, his. Well, he's he shouldn't do, but his paymasters definitely don't want him to. Um, yeah. You know, to to allow her to live. Um, and then there's this really lovely. Um, one of my favourite bits in it is the, is the second assassination where he puts the mask on, which I think is marvellous. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 That's yes. Fantastic, you know, ultra violence, uh, the, yeah. the old ultra violence. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I, I don't know what the the word for it is, but it's a sort of it's like is it a, a mask? Is it in no? That's sort of you know Japanese theatre, you know. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Is it one of those? Is it? Is it okay, what do you think of it? So I, it's the sort of thing you might see on a statuette on the antiques roadshow of somebody going, oh my god, or, or you know, this is a sort of, it looks like a particularly sort of ugly demon, doesn't it? Yes, it does, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. yeah. And he has this sort of strange mask, doesn't he? Um, yeah. But he just tears, tears through everybody and everything because he's this ultra cool, you know, ultra deadly uh, assassin and it's just, you know, the the, the pace and the speed lines, um, you know, yeah. uh, involved in this whole thing, you know, are, are just fantastic and it's so kinetic and you know, oh, it really and, is isn't it yeah. yeah and it's it's notable when you go, you come to watch the anime that they even the bit where the two people cross in front of the crime lord um in in the in as he approaches them is ex- oh, it's yes. almost like move for move transposed into the anime which it shows great respect for you know the the manga mm. cars on this but yeah it's sure. just gorgeously done and the art of this is 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 has such movement in, in it doesn't it man you know it really does yeah, yeah, it was very. I mean, like I say, I'm I never read it, really read very much manga. I mean, I've got a couple of you know books upstairs that I've um, picked up along the way, and it was very yeah. interesting to see, you know, for me how how different it is. You know, it is very, you know, you sort of whenever you see these books on the show, you think, oh my god, you know, it's, you know, it's 250 pages, or 250 pages. It's going to take you quite a long time to read. Yeah. But actually, in terms of like the script per page, you know, yeah. the words per page. You know, it's a lot less on average than a normal sort of. You know, well, interesting you should say that because yeah. um, it was it was um, around this time that um, Ik, um, Ik, Ikigama drew and wrote the Japanese Spider-Man comic. <clears throat> now, um, Spider-Man uh, in the sixties they released in Japan in a translated version and it hadn't sold. And the reason they were saying that it hadn't sold is because it had too much writing in it. Um, so right. the, the Japanese um, weren't used to that much page reading 
You know, they wanted mm. that quick page turn. And he actually completely reworked Spider-Man. And it was, I don't think it was even Peter Parker. I think it was someone else. And and it was quite successful. I think they've reprinted it a few years ago. But it's, uh, yeah, quite quite an interesting, um, the way yeah. they did it. But even for manga, some of these pages have quite a lot of panels on them um, from a lot of the manga I'm reading. There's Yeah, there's definitely, a, there's a lot of, Panels, but not necessarily a lot of words. Yes, exactly. You're Good thinking, point. you know, this yeah. is everything or 250 pages. That's going to take me, you know, a week to read. It's not, honestly, it won't take you a week to read. And partly, you know, that then when there is something dramatic and dynamic happening, you know, it is a real page turner because you're not, you know, being yeah. slowed down by any of that text. It is really sort of boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it is really, you know, it is literally page turner. Uh, so yeah, so you know, it can work yeah. really well, but it's quite different to sort of thinking. Well, normally I need everything explained to me. You know, I need to understand what's going on, what people's motivation is. You know, what are they thinking? You know, I need some, you know, explanatory text that says this is what I'm going to do next. Is that no, you don't? This, is, you this must do. be very different, different from like you reading an issue of Battle magazine or something. You know, I know, I know, I did. I know some of it was like I did find it quite different because I'm used to reading like those, like say those old copies of Battle where you know it's two pages, three pages, and yeah. it's that. I think Pat Mills describes it as like a. He, he, worked out that is it like people like jerry finley day would sort of write you know you, you've got that sort of you resolve last week's conclusion yeah and then you sort of and then it's and then you and yeah. then you sort of i think it's like in a v-shape so you know you're at the top of a cliff because you've got a sort of some sort of crisis then you resolve the crisis so you're oh you can relax you sort of come downhill and then by the end of the page, third page you've got to get yourself back into danger so you sort yeah. of go up so you end up with a, like a v-shape but uh, translate that into a manga that'd be 200 pages long probably yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> And you know, and, it, and you know, and I'm used to right. Boom, something happens. Something happens. Whereas here, you can like have twenty or thirty. Not, you know, not quite as long as that, but you know, plenty of pages where actually, you know, it's you know, it's either the same thing is happening, or actually, there's an element of you know, oh well, he he part of his not his cover, but his his life is that this guy, Mister Yo, is that he's a potter. So you know, <laughs> yeah. sort of, you know, so they can have you know, like, oh, we're gonna have you know, we have six pages about you know, making some clay, you know, molding clay or something. You know, so yeah. it can be. The, you know, it's, it can be more staccato rather than sort of that relentless get into crisis, escape crisis, get into crisis, yeah. escape crisis. Yeah, uh, totally. that I'm more used to reading. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is definitely not as dense a read, is it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So the the story runs on that he um, he kills, he does his second assassination. He has to go back and kill um, the woman who's seen him. Of course, he goes back to find her, and uh, she in quite an awkward sequence. I'm going to say, Rich. She says, <laughs> "I did. I was reading this in a restaurant last night, and I was thinking, I hope nobody's looking over my shoulder at this." <laughs> and um, she says to him, "Look, you can, you know, you can kill me. I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm going to acquiesce and give in, and you know, I'm, you know, whatever you are, you're this amazing killer." But she says, "I'm a virgin, so you have to have sex with me first, as always happens to all assassins, you know." Um, <laughs> And, job, yeah, and he says, "Oh, funny enough, so am I." So they have um, pretty amazing sex for virgins. That is, does have some sort of really awkward moments of close-ups of nipples, and you know, I found yeah. it, I found it strange. Um, you know, it, it, how did you find that sex scene? It was it was a bit strange to me. What do you think? And they, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the. I mean, I've written in my notes here about the sort of the <laughs> slightly. I'm not even going to go at them, you know, the sort of fuzzy, slightly faded out genitalia in some of these, yes. you know. But some of this is, you know, is, you know, is, is you know, sexually, you know, uh, explicit and graphic. Yeah. And, it, and yet some of it is not graphic at all, even though, you know, what the artist has drawn, you think, oh, it should be more graphic than it is. 
Uh, yeah, it's so it's like, weird like that, isn't it? And I, I yeah, know there's like, this sort of notoriously they in Japanese films they couldn't. I think it, I don't think they could show pubic hair. I think mm. for a long time, and yeah. in this, you kind of do and you don't. He he's, yeah. he's sort of variously drawn as naked or with pants on, but clearly the pants are almost an afterthought. And um, like you said, there's there's a moment in volume two where there's um, I don't know if you read it, but there's a blackmail moment where this female yeah. gangster blackmails this cop, and and you know there's a there's a it's not quite a close up brown eye moment but it's it's very similar you know but nothing you can't see anything it's just a white space and you, but the, you get the opposite in this awkward sex scene you get her holding something that looks like someone's just sort of drawn a fuzzy mess over the top of it but it's clearly <laughs> yeah. male genitalia that she's holding yeah. it's just very strange um yeah i mean i remember seeing this as a you know early in my early 20s going what what is this what is going on you know yeah. um but yeah, so they they make they make love, let's call it, um, and then it, someone someone turns up to assassinate assassinate her again. Um, yeah. she, she's injured. He he kills everyone or thinks he has, um, yeah. and they sort of escape. Um, he he's got this uh, assistant now. The assistant character whose name I forget, but his assistant character um, is played two different ways. In the comic, he's a guy he's just met, so he's driving him around. Um, yeah, but right. in the cartoon, he's someone who has been by his side for years and is this sort of fairly tough as well assassin. Um, so there's there's this sort of two versions of it, which they they go two different ways. So the, the anime starts off very like the comic and then sort of heads off in another direction eventually. But yeah, so eventually they, they come together again. And it's kind of... I'm, I'm going to say it's like a sort of gangster romance story this more than anything, isn't it? You think? And uh, I mean, I have to. Say, I mean, I have to say that that association you talk about when, uh, when you know, when, when that you know they're they're at home, you know, they're, they're busy yeah. having sex, finish having sex, and then the sort of people come to assassinate them. Yeah, I have to say that's you know, there's like one page there where, you know, he's or you know he knows they're sort of coming down the corridor, you know, and I love the page. So he, what he does is he jumps on top of the door. Yeah, I love you know, that. From, yeah, you know, it's like sort of a salmon leap that slain would be you know would be proud of. You yeah. know, he sort of then. Luckily, it's a double high room, so he's got room to stand on top of the door. And then this guy comes through the door, and you know he stabs the first guy. And then the second guy, he sort of karate chops him in the neck, and his eyeball pops out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they they shy away from showing a knob. But it's all right yeah, to pop yeah, someone's yeah, eyeball out. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, this eyeball. And then and then when you see this guy lying on the floor, they're very clear that his eyeball is definitely not in his head. You know, you did see that right. The eyeball yeah. head are definitely not attached. You know, it's you know you you can you can show that you can show. I mean, yeah, sort of yeah the women being the shot whilst naked under the covers. You know, there's all this sort yeah. of thing going on, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. People, you know, actual blood. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, you can you can show people being, you know, moaned down. You know, people. I mean, I can't remember if this volume or the next one, but so in this volume, one of the assassins with the sort of the dark, he always wears the sunglasses, got sort of yeah, spiky hair. You know, he gets. Mr. Yo is you know an expert with a knife, sort of a knife throw. You know, so he sort of often kills people. You know, he sort of throws a knife into the back of this guy's neck and it's oh, bloody hell. Yeah. And then, you know, he will in future volumes, you know, throw knives into sort of the you know, sort of people's foreheads and, you know, it's incredibly Yeah, violent. there's one, I think there's one where he stabs someone in his mouth down through his throat. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, so so that oh yeah, that's fine. You know, that that's real life, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're and, incredibly sharp these knives as well. I don't know if you've noticed yes. that about them. Yeah, yes, yeah. They're very sharp. So that's, yeah, that's one yeah. thing they do quite a lot, don't they? You get a close up of a lot of weapons. So the um the gun that is fired um that that hurts her that kill, almost kills her. You get like a close up, and they they almost mention the name of it. There's even a I think page yeah. 101. He pulls the knife out that he, he carries. And it's got a name on the the hilt, sure it says. So they do. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I find the art interesting. That, sort of, that, that knife porn and that sort of gun porn with sort of, yeah, really I've got one here where it, it clearly says Beretta yes. on it. And then, yeah, like, there's another one where it definitely says this is a Smith and Wesson gun. And yeah, I, I don't know enough about Smith and Wesson to know about their branding, but you know, I think maybe it does say Smith and Wesson on it. So you know, yeah, you, I think you, some of them do. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The Beretta's so, a big as a big part of it because that's the gun yes. that. It's kind of the gun that almost ends everything, isn't it? And it's quite an impressive yeah. gun. It's almost got like a handle on it, um, and like a double handle thing on it. Yeah, it, it, you're right, man. Gunborn's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the creators. So the writer is Kazuo Koiki, as you said. He was born in 1936. He died, um, sadly, um, almost two years ago, 17th of April, 1919, of uh, pneumonia. Um, during his early career, he studied under Takaro Saito, who was the creator of Golgo 13, which was another book that came out just after this. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Yeah, it rings, rings a vague bell, but yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. which um, uh, Koiki also wrote. He wrote the title eventually as well. Um, as well as um, creating violent samurai and assassin manga, he was also a, a big writer of golf manga, which I know you're a big fan of. <laughs> we haven't got there on the blog but he knows only that time. <laughs> yes yeah oh i'd read that um he was he's also he was also a professional mahjong player um and has written manga a number of manga stories about that which is cool um he's uh he wrote a wolverine story at marvel in 2000 in x-men unlimited number 50 i bet they couldn't afford him for more than one issue you know yeah 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 and he did a hulk manga for marvel between 70 and 71 which was at the same time as the artist was doing the spider-man manga um, which was published for the japanese market um in 2004 um far too late for this dude he was ushered into the eyes in the hall of fame famous yeah. for him and um he did he, he's done some books i know um Eamon, who's on the show next week, is doing a read-through yeah. of the Lone Wolf and Cub series as it was released from First Comics. Which, um, All of it. That's just very, very uh, impressive. Yeah, it looks, like, <laughs> it looks that way. He's got the old prestige formats. You remember they came out of First Comics and they had... Um, oh, lovely. They yeah. had Frank Miller covers, and then I think oh, they had... those they're sort of quite little sort of looking volumes, aren't they? Oh, they're yeah, the new ones. Covers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty nice. Yeah, and he's reading that. But the... Um, so Lone Wolf and Cubby is famous for with um, Gozeki Kojima. Um, and him and Kojima, so Koiki and Kojima, were known as the Golden Duo in Japan. And they did quite a few different series. So they did um, Samurai Executioner as well, which I've read was really good, um, between 72 and 76. They did Path of the Assassin, 78 to 84. That's a long run. And they did Oda Nobunga and Kawaiti Soro as well. So quite, I mean, that's got to be thousands and thousands of pages they did. I mean, Lone Wolf and Cub ran for six years. And it's, I don't know how many volumes, but quite a few. Um, yeah, and, that would be... They're brilliantly readable, man. Like, um, Yeah, so Lone Wolf and Cub and, and those sort of attached titles were brilliantly readable. Like, absolutely like a joy a joy to read. Um, and you can, like you said, you can get those little... Um, they're not quite commando-sized, are they? They're sort of smaller than that have you yeah. seen them yeah 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've seen them. And again, I have to say, you know, you know, if I was in, gosh, you know, looking at their, you know, manga section, you know, it's definitely, it, it's, you know, it's definitely those Frank Miller covers. Yeah. And I think, oh, yeah, I bet, you know, and, you know, you hear always hear, you know, such good things about Lone Wolf and Cub that you think, oh, yeah, yeah you can you see, know. you can see the influence on, on him as well, on, on Miller. Yeah. And, um, uh, Sinkovich did the covers after that, and after that, Matt Wagner, Matt Wagner, Wagner did a little run right. of them. I'm a big fan of his as well. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Koiki did that with Kojima, but he also did some other stuff. So as well as doing um, Crying Freeman, he did a, a series called Wounded Man with um, Ikigama as well between 83 and 86. Um, so it was just prior to this one. Um, and he did another very well-known manga series called Lady Snowblood um, with Kazuo mm. Kamimura, um, which is kind of a bit wilder. If you read it, if you look at it now, it almost... It, it feels a, a tiny bit more sort of underground than these right. these books because there's almost like a pulp feel to these somehow to me. Um, yeah, and I think you're right, man. I think from a point of view of um, manga pacing, this this really is a masterclass. Some of those action scenes, it must be easy being a manga writer, must it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's not much money in it because, you know, plenty of words sort of thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, you know, even the sort of... For me, you know, I get my head around the idea of the Marvel method. We go, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just you know, here's, here's a vague outline. Just, but you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you you do some stuff, and we'll come back, and we'll. But you know, when you come back, you do write lots of words on every page, and you yeah. squeeze it all in, and that's fine. You know, so I'm used to thinking, oh, you know, twenty-two page comic, okay, you know, that'll have where it is, you know, thousand words in, okay, it takes that long to read. Yeah. But, but now you think, oh, hang on, this is you know, chapter, you know, all the, I mean, these chapters are. 24 pages, 20 pages, 20, you know, they're sort of yeah. about 20 pages each. So, you know, it's a sort of classic, this would be the sort of a, the thickness of a, you know, classic US comic if you picked it up one issue, you know, one chapter at a time. Yeah. But actually, you know, depending on the particular issue, you know, you know, there won't be very much dialogue on, you know, maybe, you know, a quarter, you know, maybe even a half of the pages, you know, that you yeah. know, they are you know, super quick to read. Um yeah, you can imagine he just get, he gets up in the morning, he thinks, oh, yes, yeah. he plays some mahjong with his mates, thinks, oh, what's I write yeah. today? He says, oh, crying Freeman's in his pants again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're right though. So, so um, th this was originally published in Big Comic Spirits Weekly magazine, um, eighty six to eighty eight, but the um, it was so fairly quickly reprinted by Dark Horse, mm. um, and they had a number of versions of reprinting, but they reprinted it at one point as single prestige format style comics. That are on on yeah. not quite as nice paper that were the like you say the twenty page sections as the chapters we read in these these volumes I suppose yeah yeah, yeah no definitely yeah. Um, yeah. so, so if, yeah, if you're on. looking on eBay for those sort of back issues then yeah you have to be quite careful because you sort of think oh I can get Crying Freeman Volume One for you know yeah two pound fifty there we go I'm in and it's like oh hang on wait 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 what you're getting there is a single floppy you know that's yeah. you know that's chapter one you're buying that's not volume one so. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I know, think I think they did the first three volumes like that, and I've got a feeling one that they coloured the first volume after a while. I'm not okay. sure if that was off the back of the Mark Dacascos movie or something like that. You know, they yeah. sort of reissued it. Um, yeah. So the artist uh, Ryochi Ikagama um, was born in 1944 in Takafu, Japan. Started working as a billboard writer before getting into comics creating. At 70, 17 years old, he created some what are called rental comics. Now they were. Comics that were created often just as a one-off and given to a library, um, almost the equivalent of a library, and these comics were lent out to readers. You know, I suppose the 
the want for new comics in Japan is a lot higher than it is anywhere else in the yeah. world, and, and then that's how they did it. Yeah. 2005, he became a professor at Osaka University, University of Arts. Um, he's well known for the Spider-Man manga, 1771, Wounded Man, as we just mentioned, My the Psychic Girl with um, Kazuo Kudo. Uh, that right, yeah. yeah, which was another one of those sort of big... We saw that, didn't we? That came across mm. in translation. Yeah. You often yeah. see it in the back issue bins at the Comic Mart as well sometimes. Yeah. Um, another favorite favorite of mine is Sanctuary with Sho Fumimura, um, which is ran from ninety to ninety five, and I think there's I'm going to say sixteen volumes off the top of my head around that one, um, yeah. which is um, kind of. Have you ever heard of the movies Infernal Affairs, where one's a cop and one's a? Um, yeah, it was a re- re- yeah. Is it is it like Tony Yu? Is he in those? Right. Oh, okay. And, yeah. they, they, and then re- remade with um, Jack Nicholson and Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the West, so yeah. Very similar to that sort of kind of yeah. dynamic thing that was. Um, and then Samurai Crusader with Oji Hirai, uh, ninety to ninety two, and Strain, which is another book with Burunson, which rang ninety six to ninety eight. Now Strain came out in similar format books to the ones we've got, um, which I was really digging at the time because we were getting books that were formatted in the same size. Um, it, it feels like nowadays manga is like a variety of sizes, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. that came out. He's, he's, he's an interesting artist in terms of his sort of style because some of the panels are like they're like unbelievably sort of hyper detailed. Like the yeah. buildings and things are almost like yeah. I mean, because this was created in the nineties. You know, it's not on a sort of all oh, right. You know, I'll just take a photo of that and then apply a filter in Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there I go. It's like no, this is like, but you know, there's something going on that is like, hang on, have you really drawn that hyper detailed? You know outside of a building yeah and then sometimes some of like i said those very dynamic panels are almost not impressionistic you know but they're so sort of quick you know they're just they're drawn in a very almost like with you know with like a like a brush that you might use for calligraphy almost you know yes. they just they just seem very different don't they you think is this by the same artist because this one over here is drawn with the the finest of finest of yeah. nibs and you know and maybe a bit of photoshopping, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. but this but this picture over here is drawn with a big calligraphy brush, almost look about it, you know. And it's you know it's very it's sort of yeah it's sort of apply different style for you know what the page needs, you know, rather than going I have one style I use that if you don't like it there yeah, there's almost a counterpoint, isn't there? Because you get that like, and I I'm saying there's there's some photocopied stuff going on in this, yeah. you know, there there you can tell. Um, yeah. So you almost get that sort of super realistic background or even foreground. Mm. You know, there's the, I think on page 111, there's a picture of a car with a building behind it. And it's very super realistic. But then you yeah. get uh, more of a cartoony feel to a lot of the faces, don't you? Not, mm. not extreme. I don't want people thinking this is like um, um, one of the sort of really, you know, oh, my goddess or one of those sort of type books. It's no, not no. like that. It's much more pulp noir-y. You know, you could see this as an maybe yeah. as something that Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips would have read. You know, there's there's almost that yeah. noiry feel yeah. to it. Um, but yeah, there's almost like a counterpoint between a lot of the backgrounds, and especially the him, especially uh, Mister Yo, because he's he's almost the cartoon character in himself, isn't he? He's, he's sort of the way he's drawn, and and some of the villains. And if you go further into the series, the villains become more extreme. You get there's a, I think his his sort of sister is this huge giant of a woman who's like super unbeatable and yeah it, right. it gets a little bit more um outrageous you know it, he has to keep fighting bigger and harder villains you know sort of enter the dragon styly as you get through yeah. it. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean, man. There, and there is that counterpoint, and I think you're right. I think there is. I mean, I think manga are much more prone to this a lot than, you know, copying using panels and swiping stuff. I think there's a lot more of that going on, um, especially yeah. with the assistants and stuff. Yeah, and even to the point where you get you get a close up of the bedrooms, and the hallways, and you know, even just like a, a set of stairs on page seventy eight. It's it's clearly you know, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah good. I, I have to say, I think a lot of this plays in people's faces a lot of this story, um, because they they make a big a big um, push on the fact that he is very emotionless in his face up until the killing. He's he's very still in his face, isn't he? Um, hmm. And you get a lot of the people he kills, a lot of the gangsters and her. I mean, she's she's always either trying to look sexy or you know, sort of you know, just staring at people through her glasses. But the a lot a lot of the drama happens through the the faces of gangsters and stuff to me. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, yeah, and I think again, you know, because it's it's more, you know, for people coming to this the first time, it's more like you know, we were said before, you know, it, you know, there's not as much text as yeah. as there is you know, in a sort of a, you know, Marvel DC or even you know, like an independent, you know, comic over here. So it is really, <clears throat> even though you think, oh, I can I can race through this because there isn't much to read, but actually, what you've got to read is is the faces, is the action, is the yeah. right, <clears throat> what what is going on here? You know, you do have to pay attention to it rather than just sort of tearing through and thinking, there we go, I've read that in 27 minutes, aren't I good? It's like, you know, you won't have picked yeah. up on, on everything that's going on because some of it is about that, you know, the, 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 there are lots of panels, you know, that yeah. might be worth it, so, you know, they're trying to control It's not like time. reading Monsters. Have you tried reading Monsters yet, Barry Windsor-Smith? Uh, I haven't, no, I'm, cool, trying, I'm trying to sign myself up for yeah, it. took me so. a while, <laughs> yeah, to get through <laughs> that one. Yeah, I know what you mean. Now, these um, these comics that came out, so um, this comic came out as part of the big comic Spirits Weekly magazine, um, which was um, a, 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 an anthology title that came out weekly. They're, they're quite common. If you look them up, I was looking them up in um, Paul Gravett's book of manga, and he shows a lot of the covers for these magazines, and they're very like... Um, yeah loaded magazine covers you know they're not really lot what we would expect to be um comic covers okay. a lot of them have photos of famous people on and you know it's it, almost like um a sort of trashy magazine you found on the, uh, the at the supermarket it was almost a bit of that yeah. sometimes but they were so these are cnn cnn s-i-e-n-e-n cnn manga and the, the translation is japanese comics marketed to young men um and they were comics that specialized in um this sort of um sexy action violence kind of areas um there was weekly manga times and weekly manga gorokan um examples of the the stuff they had so they had berserk which i know i've talked about with dan quite a lot um 20th century boys was in one tokyo ghoul um gogo 13 and lone wolf and cub were all the sort of stories that were contained in this sort of um what you call it genre of medium i suppose um So 1956 saw the publication of Weekly Manga Times, and that was aimed at mid- middle-aged men, with it, which contained erotic fiction and Yakuza tales. And this is kind of the the continuation, almost, of that, you know? Um, I yeah, looked, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I looked yeah, at some yeah. of the numbers, uh, the, the available numbers I could find about sales, and I can I can only go back about 10 years. So between 2009 2010, publishing numbers of the top 20 seen and title so you can imagine this must be a lot of them um there's a lot of, there's a lot of genre aren't there as well yeah like yeah subset of the whole publishing empire yeah. yeah and they were between 200k and 800k and that's just in japan don't forget you know it's incredible yeah. really you know yeah good oh um Amazing. is um 
is a um an explicit comic something you are drawn to or something you read regularly no i'm looking at your blog and thinking you're probably not are you or was it an attract- uh, attraction this for you or uh no it's not it's not something that i'm reading uh very often um and obviously having having read this one you know it's a bit you know it's a bit in and out as it were <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's probably a better phrase than that um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um Back to so Orange. Yeah. yeah. So no, um, no, probably sort of eighteen rated comics. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not You're not drawn person. to the sort of transgressive, the underground side of things. You know, I was trying to think what was coming out at the same time. Maybe Lord Horror or something like that. Meng and Ecker. You know, those sort of titles. Uh, in the UK. No, yeah, David Britton did all those, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. No. Again, I remember those from sort of you know the adverts and things in in Comics International. You know, uh, of, of the time. Um, that, no, I'm, I'm very, I'm very squeamish, so I don't normally, you know, watch very violent movies <laughs> or, you know, books or, or Casualty. You know, I can't yeah. watch Casualty. There's too much blood and <laughs> yeah, So, yeah. Yeah, if you can't watch Casualty, then there's plenty of movies and books that, you know, that I'm probably I'm never going to read. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm too squeamish. That's, so, a, that's right. the weird thing because I mean, you and I, when we're not, you know, pre-COVID, we were we would commute mm-hmm. into London, wouldn't we, for our jobs? Yeah. And um, I can't imagine reading this on a busy commuter train. I've got to be honest with you, especially the bit with the nipple. I'm like, no. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just you know, there are so many people looking over your shoulder. You know, you're self-conscious reading the Metro. You know, <laughs> yeah, let alone anything yeah. slightly racier than Metro. You know, it's like. You know, there's people going to be going, you won't believe what I saw on the train today. You know, there was this geezer, right? And he was stood there. <laughs> a full-grown man reading a comic about a nipple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Um, it's got a strange... Um, there's there's a number of areas, sort of themes in it that I thought we could mention. So, But one of them was... Um, it's got a weird sort of assassin zen code thing, isn't it? Where the, he is just a full-on assassin. You know, oh, he yeah, just yeah. kills people. But he's kind of the anti-hero hero, isn't he, in it? The romantic lead, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely, uh, you know, I think it's like the sort. Of, she's like the there's the grandma of the organisation as well. She's cracking, isn't she? She's great. Do, yeah. She's she's ninety nine, and yeah, I and mean, she's she's definitely you know in book two, you know, she you know yeah. she goes particularly berserk, uh, you know, and <laughs> kicks the shit out of him. You know, this is sort of, and she's like, and she's a midget as well. So yeah, so yeah. you know, so there are definitely you know, although he's this. You know, this bad man in in, in this organisation is this you know fright, frightening killing machine. You know he's sort of been you know, you know pulled into it. You know by the this uh, this yeah. group, hundred and eight dragons. You know who you know are definitely really bad. Uh, so yeah, so he, he, he looks so bad they've got a submarine. Oh, I love the submarine <laughs> stuff in volume two. Love that. Love that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a Bond esque quality to him, isn't there? There is. Yeah, 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 really yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Apart from that. Well, it's a different woman in, in volume two, but yeah, that but the, the bit towards the end of volume two where there's a submarine, which is fantastic, has that sort of real sort of um, is it Ken Adam? We used to be the sort of the design did those amazing sort of oh, enormous, okay. right? Uh, you know, it's a real sort of you know Bond layer. You know, oh yeah, obviously we'll have five, we'll have five nuclear submarines in here, and it will be you know. In a, uh, but but she is wandering around. You know, I think they're interrupted having sex, aren't they? So literally, yeah. all she's got time to do is put on some trousers. And a leather jacket, <laughs> and nothing yeah. else. She's like, I've yeah. got. A, we, there's a helicopter coming. I've got. I've got only just just got time to put on a leather jacket, and then yeah. the leather jacket comes off quite easily. And she's having, you know, towards the end of the second volume, you know, she, you know, they're, 
the story is climaxing, and you know, and she's just wandering around in her trousers. And it's yeah, 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 there's quite a bit of that. that. Yeah, yeah, especially when um, his his missus gets tattooed. So spoilers, they yes. become the leaders of the 108 Dragons at one point. Is it for good or not? Yeah, that's the other thing. And the other thing I yeah. thought I'd mention as well is um, the, the sort of the other theme I'd mention was um, now I saw a lot of this in early martial arts movies, but we get yeah. a big China versus Japan theme going on, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought when I was reading this, I thought, ah, you know, you you watched you know a, a million times more you know martial arts movies than I have, and if right. you know if you're in that culture of watching martial arts movies and then you're reading this, then yeah, like you know, this is a real yeah, you know. That 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 genre, you know, this, you know, you, you'd be, you know, you'd be loving this because it's, you know, it's got all those things that that you want in it, you know, amazing, you know, fight scenes. Uh, so yeah, no, it's really yeah. And but I think what you used to get in a lot of Japanese movies, you would get samurai versus Shaolin. You know, that sort of thing was always mm. on the cards. Be and the villains in a lot of. Um, even the sort of more funkier Hong Kong movies would be Japanese yakuza, um, right. be, because of this. Um, I don't know what it's comparable to here, but there's that sort of, I don't even know if it's animosity. I don't know the society well enough, but they're almost like the, the presupposed villains would be the Japanese right, right, right. some of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, they've yeah. become, yeah. I, I suppose then in Western culture that that's moved in time, hasn't it? From sort of, Oh, the Germans, are the bad guys to, I don't know who the bad guys are now. Eastern European. Yeah. Maybe. Villains to, you know, and it, it, I guess it ebbs and flows, doesn't it? You know, Before that, it was sort of ISIS or something like that, wasn't it? You know, in movies. Yeah, movies yeah. that Steven Seagal and you can sort of track it through those movies. <laughs> yeah. Cultural impact of Steven Seagal. Is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a thesis somewhere waiting to be written on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be a good villain in one of these crime fiction <laughs> movies. Yeah. Um, good stuff, man. I mean, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that, that, it, I, I absolutely really enjoy this. I think it almost ruined me because I kind of started with this and Domu and Akira, where I, right. I was fully expecting the art to be this just incredible adult orientated, complicated, mm -hmm. um, like you say, full of motion, full of movement art. That when you know, I went after a couple of years, I went back in and thought I'll go and buy a a manga and it was like one piece or something like that that just would really wasn't ticking my personal boxes i know a lot of people do love it um and i bought all the other books that this artist had done but i just right. I, I couldn't find anything else that was comparable to it because I, re I really do like his art um yeah. yeah yeah good stuff man um so there's you can probably find them you can i know you can you can find crying freeman comics quite cheaply um on ebay sure. yeah yeah if you go to um I'll put a blog post up about this on the site as well, and I'll, I'll link to some of the the videos you can watch for free on YouTube um, and stuff like that as well. But yeah, I, I recommend it if you just want to sort of. It's not overly complicated. It's quite fun. It's a little bit saucy, and uh, yeah. it's just a fun read to me. Is is that how yeah. you see it? Or yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, as it's on Comicsology as well. So if you've got a Comicsology account, you know, you can pick it up yeah. uh, on there. Like, like I say, you just got to be careful around. Yeah, you know, are you buying volume one or yes. issue one? Uh, but you know, but, you know, if it looks, you know, if it's about two pound fifty, then you're probably buying issue one. If it costs about seven or eight quid, then you're probably buying yeah. volume one. So yeah, I, I'm definitely going to do a blog post about the sort of the books that came out, you know, under this oh, sort yeah. of imprint at the time, and sort of uh, here's my you know nineties throwback to there was this volume, this volume. You know, there were you know eight or ten. Yeah, volumes. we were uh, we were a little bit in love with it back, yeah. back then, weren't we? It was yeah. kind of almost yeah. like the first wave of it or second wave of it. Yeah, yeah. post Akira. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Good stuff, yeah. man. That's a good segue. So speaking about um, Boys Adventure Comics blog, good stuff. How many so far have we got? Have we got a count yet? Uh, how many have we posted? Yeah, how many have we posted? Uh, well, January the 1st was post number 2000. Yes. Uh, so, I did, so uh, with, you know, Vince suggested I make something of, so I did make something of it. Uh, yeah, good stuff. And on the, so at the moment we've got, hang on, I've got 13 schedules. So I've published 2040 now, up to 2040. Bloody hell, man. Um, so yeah, I've got, I've only got 13 scheduled, which doesn't sound like very many, you know, I've got, I'm trying to go away for half terms. I'm trying to stop them, but you know, get half terms sorted out and then, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, all, all as ever, a variety of topics. Yeah, it really is, man. Yeah, it really is all different stuff, isn't it? Yeah. And we were talking a minute ago and I mentioned it, Adam, the gardener. Um, that is a deep cut, my friend. (laughs) There's a lot about, yeah, it was was just so nice. It just came up my, you know, I, I, so, you know, I've got eBay searches saved for things. So eBay spend all day sending me, you know, saved things going, what about these? What about this? Why don't you buy this? Why don't you buy this? You know, so mostly, you know, I spend my day deleting emails from eBay saying, no, I don't buy that. But I saw this thing called Adam the Gardener. And I thought, oh, that looks like a really nice sort of newspaper, vintage newspaper strip. And it was like 50 quid. And I thought, oh, yeah, I bet, you know, oh, yeah. I bet that's really rare. And, you know, bet, oh, yeah, it's really interesting. I just sort of Googled it. And then I was discovered a you know that particular volume you know there were plenty of other people selling it for a lot less than 50 quid and then right. i was like hey, hang on there are hundreds of these bloody books you know about this character adam the gardener who was in i think he was in the daily express wasn't he and the ah, sunday right. express okay and it's real sort of if it's january this is what you should be doing in the garden oh, really? if it's February, <laughs> this is what you know and it's presented through the medium of of comics so uh, but it's just, it's just, it, it's it ran and ran and ran for years and years and years. So there are all these, you know, reprint volumes of, you know, tips from Adam the Gardener. Uh, Genius. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's just without trying very hard, you think, hang oh, yeah, on, there's 15 or 20 of these books. And uh, and illustrated by this guy, um, Cyril, um, Cyril Connolly, I think he is, right. um, who actually, uh, you know, pre-war, um, had been a sort of a comics illustrator, um, on sort of children's comics like Mickey Mouse Weekly. Okay. Um, I think he worked on um, probably some of those sort of vintage nursery titles that, you know, not yeah. very many people will remember anymore. Um, but, yeah, so, so he, you know, he was a sort of comics illustrator, but then he'd sort of somehow sort of fall into this, um, uh, doing this gardening strip. Which <laughs> right, then, right uh, what you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which, which then, you know, he's obviously that's probably spent the rest of his life illustrating very, very happily, probably quite reasonably profitably for the Daily Express. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the other yeah, one, I, like now I, I haven't looked at it today. I just looked at it when you when it, it comes out because you always release yours in the morning, don't you? Is yeah. um, the one about a comic for fans of CB Radio or something? Haven't you got a set, Tony? You've got plenty of long boxes <laughs> in your house. You, you must have. Oh, Arthur's back in the day, mate. Yeah, I was always, always <laughs> had one in my Mark One Escort, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but yes, but yes uh, I put that out the other day because I did complete my collection of um, 10-4 action That's school. Right, yeah. Uh, which, which is name. a Which is a terrible <laughs> name. And it's a comic themed around CB, the, you know, the early 80s CB radio, you know, craze. Yeah, it you was. Know, it really was. We had, had, uh, Convoy came out and every, there was a song about it and all sorts, wasn't there? Yeah. BJ you know, and the Bear, to... that was a TV series about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, so there's half a dozen issues. And, I mean, I have to say, so um, 
the main artist in it that people might have heard of is Stephen Baskerville, um, right. who who has worked, uh, you know, on, on US comics. Um, you know, he's still, you know, he's professional comics artist. He's done something with Mark uh, Cozier recently, I'm going to say as well. I ooh, think, I don't know. but he's yeah. he's definitely, you know, I've seen him at conventions. I thought, oh, that's right. Stephen Baskerville. So you know, he's made, you know, he's made a career out of being an artist, and he's definitely. And this is probably reasonably early in his career, uh, and you know, and, and his art is his art in this. And see, but in tenfold action, you know, is is definitely the best thing about it because yeah, I know that's the comment stuff. you made. You said something yeah. something along the lines of this is by far the high point of the issue or something like that. The yeah, the I mean, rest some of the other there. stuff is you know is you know a- amateur is you know is doing it you know is is doing it you know that's you know it's it's pretty amateur you know amateur yeah. is maybe not even where it's at um, <laughs> which, you know which makes it weird to think will you publish this? Did you not think? Well, we better get some good artists. Like, well, I tell you what, put, either put CB like, on the front of it, it'll sell like hotcakes. Yeah, exactly. It's, there, it's yeah. a complete no. Well, you know, we've got, we've got, and actually, it comes. It's a, it's a spin-off magazine. It's a spin-off comic from CB News, uh, which, which is a magazine. <laughs> I was a fan. Yeah, I was a subscriber. CB Radio, yeah. and they, and they, it's the same artist who does the covers for both. So they're quite, it's quite distinctive artists. Uh, and so I've got. A, a set of CB news as well, and the uh, I think the first issue of that I will do a post list because now I've put ten four action up. I will do a this yeah. comes from CB uh, news. I think the first action of CB news is just a copy of a government white paper explaining why they're going to deregulate the <laughs> CB radio market, or so, and you'll be able to do CB radio from your back garden, and it won't be illegal anymore. And that's all it is. It's this whole magazine. It's just a government white paper. Talk about needing content, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So cheap, so cheap. Uh, but then they carried on producing this magazine, and then they must have thought, oh, well, you know, we better have a, a comic as well, yeah. um, without thinking too much about, well, that means we'll need several strips. And it's like, oh, well, that means we'll need several artists. Well, mm. so, yeah, so, yeah, so it's a CV radio comic. So, yeah, it's a, a, a niche you didn't even know existed. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. That, that is what your blog it, it just regularly amuses me. One morning I'll look at it and it'll be, this This is a comic about a horse. The next thing it'll be like, oh, uh, what's one of the other sort of, uh, Marvel UK Dungeons and Dragons comics. And stuff oh, like that. It's yeah. always, I, love, all I, love that, stuff. I love that cartoon series. That was yeah, like, me too, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we've got a few, I mean, um, we haven't got any of my horse coming up, but we, we, <laughs> there, will, there will be a post about a dolphin comic coming up soon. <laughs> Uh, um, which disappointingly isn't about dolphins, uh, um, right? But but <laughs> but it's it's quite a, it's a interesting. It's sort of it's from the fifties, um, and it's like a comic that was produced for department stores in town. Oh, I think you like mentioned every, something every, about this. Yeah, they each one would have their own sort of stamped-on version. Each store, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so in the, in the days where you know every town used to have its own independent department store, this was like the you know to get. Parents in, I, you know, maybe you know, give it, you know, buy something and get a free comic sort of thing. But you've yeah. got to come into the store to get it, and you're right. Then the the store, you know, sort of stamped it to say you bought this in Dickens and Jones and Richmond, uh, or yeah. yeah, whatever the equivalent would be in Southampton or Manchester or or Liverpool. So, and it did that. Some of those early issues have got people in the eye, and that's Ron Embleton or I think that's, yeah. that's Don Lawrence or you know, that's so, a good you know, thing, man, because on. because the eye you've got now for having yeah. been through all these, because they won't have been yeah. credited on them. You know, but no. you, you you can work out who they are a lot of the time. Yeah, that's yeah. great, man. I mean, bless um, you for doing it, dude, because this is stuff that yes. we're just going to forget about. You know, the the cor- you know the corporate memory of comics is terrible yes. in the UK, isn't it? Really, 
because yeah. people sort of move yeah, in no, and I, out. I find it I find it so useful because the other day somebody messaged me so I've got these comics for sale do you want them yeah and I just didn't, I was instinctively writing back to say well yes I do and I thought oh actually hang on I'll put that on the blog I can check on the blog to see which ones I actually need <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so I did I went to it and I was like oh I think I've got some of those but I need most of them so I just wrote back and said yeah okay I'll, I'll take all of them you know that's fine but I did you know it's like oh that's you know rather than sometimes you sort of think you know you're sitting in the desk you think oh I'm a, I'm a long way from my comics or my list of what I need yeah it's like no no no, no I, I can I can just I can just look it up you know so it's like it is yeah, like my good. brain when I'm out and about to think shit I just you know come across a pile of stuff and think oh I've got some of these but I don't know and I don't want to go home with all of them yeah but I'd like to go home with with, with the ones I'd need so yeah, you always, uh, yeah, buy, so you always you, buy a double of something at the comic yeah mark, yeah yeah, a, yeah yeah so yes yeah, so you can watch it it's a dolphin comic uh i'm gonna do something on i just started watching it started at christmas but the uh, david tennant series about around the world in 80 days oh yeah 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 uh, um so i'm gonna do the uh, the willie fogg comic uh ah. that was based on the cartoon series uh in the 80s or 90s whenever that came out there was a comic that came out for that so Brilliant. willie fogg comic will come out at some point um Tony Weir, uh, I think it was Matt Marriott. It was like a daily newspaper strip that, that ran for years and years. So he worked on that. And okay. I think he, he did a little bit of like uh, V for Vendetta. Um, oh, it's right. just you know, it's beautiful, you know, black and white artwork that he did. So I found a couple of interesting things about him. Oh, bro. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get that in. And then um, some... Uh, uh, I know, I know, you know, you've had uh, Barry Tomlinson on the ACP yeah. uh, talking about his days and um, came across some, uh, so Johnny Cougar. Oh, uh, nice. I love Johnny Cougar, man. Why isn't that still being printed? What a great oh. character. But, you know, I came across some of the art, the original art the other day. Right. And so I'm going to have that on. It's by Sandy James, who's an artist. Um, and it's just, it's it's so big, this stuff. You can't you can't believe how big it is. Yeah. You sort of think, well, I know. I know how big a copy of Tiger is, you know, it's about A4 size. Right. But you see the original art and it's like, well, hang on, that's that's about A2 size. Yeah, some of you that know, British still... car, though, can be really big, yeah. can't it? Yeah, I bought a couple of pieces and, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, you know, it's like three and a half, four times up, you know, it's just, it's, it's incredible. I, I rather uh, drunkenly asked the bloke from uh, Rebellion when they bought all those comics, you know, the, the, the back library, whether I could do, yeah. a, a do bring back Cougar. I was quite drunk, though. I just remember. Right. I just remember him going no. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I used to, you know, sort of, you know, you get those sort of old issues of Tiger annual and a jumble yeah. sale and things. Uh, yeah, so I used to say all oh, that sort of, you know, wrestling. You know, it was wrestling, wasn't it? You no, know, at the time, you know, wrestling yeah. was big thing. And, you know, oh, he wrestled with Big Daddy in it and all sorts, isn't he? In that, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so we're gonna have a bit of that, and then. Uh, yeah, you know, we 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 keep playing on, you know. Good stuff, man. No, it's great. It's really yeah. great. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's so it's so yeah. it's become such a great little resource. You know, if you Google anything to do with British yeah. comics, yeah. your blog will come up. Yeah, no, so so great, man. So where yeah. can people find it, dude? What's the, the website? Uh, so you can find it on www.boysadventurecomicsblogspot.com, uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Richard and Sheaf. So it looks like three words. Richard and Sheaf. Yep. Uh, so yeah, find me yep. there. Um, yeah. Good stuff, man. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Thanks for being the first old blokes who read uh, manga. You're not that old, but uh, yeah. You've, you've, you've <laughs> no, no, thank you for making me read manga. Um, <laughs> so uh, 
good yeah. stuff. I must say, I must, I must say, one of the things I was going to mention is that yeah. I, I've enjoyed on the on the ACP your your recent game of um, is this a real uh, is this, was this a real <laughs> yeah. story? We did it too much. Candy? Yeah, we did it too much. We've had to stop it because I had a few ideas for another one. Yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, I've, just, <laughs> uh, I've just bought. Um, I know when, I, when I've been on the ACP a couple of times, I've mentioned yeah. um, Alan, Alan Clark, yes, who's a sort of his, historian of like the almost like nineteenth century comics, you know, yeah. let alone twentieth century comics, and he's um, unbelievable! He's got another book out, and it arrived the other day. And it's about you know, it's sort of A five size, right? But, you know, still three hundred pages, and it's it's called Comics of the Platinum Age, eighteen seventy four to nineteen fourteen. Bloody hell! And there are, uh, I'm only about twenty pages in, but there are definitely some great names in there that you oh, can, I might you have can to well, get that. Save those yeah. up for Christmas. We'll save that up for Christmas, and you can you know you can play. <laughs> you can have a go at that, but yeah, there's some great names in there. You know, some that you think. Really? This is, this is in the 19th century. You have to adjust, you know, put a different mindset onto think, oh, yeah, you definitely would have called a comic that in the 19th century. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were I, know, yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah, Ju- don't, don't worry about that, you know. So Julius Sneezer. What a phone. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. And, and then you say, oh, it, it was called this, which feels, oh, and a bit difficult. And they say, oh, it ran for 37 years. 37 yeah, no, years. No, yeah, no. How do you come up with a story about, you know, an eel called Brian for 37 years? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Right. So definitely go get over to uh, Boys Adventure Comics blog and have a read of that. It's always genius. Next week, yes. um, all going well. We've got Eamon back on and we've been talking some Mizuki. Um, Shigera Mizuki. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, I've again taken a deep dive and emptied my bank account to buy loads of books around him. So that's good. Um, thanks, Rich. Um, please come over to patreon.com forward slash tribute press where we're running some stories at the moment. It's all going well. And um, our new book, Hank Fur, will be on sale probably in about two weeks' time. So um, I'll be putting yeah. a link up for that one. Oh, yeah. I look forward to buying that. Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. And um, cool. And I'll catch you soon. Cheers, yeah. Rich. Okay. Cheers, mate. Right.